Hey there, it's Liv. Uh, so, a little note in advance. I just moved into a new apartment on Sunday, and I'm kind of on a main road. So, you're going to hear uh, cars in the background, and it just rained, so it's going to make them a lot louder. So, I apologize. And I think that someone's moving in, in the hallway, because I just heard a clatter. So, that'll be fun. Okay, so, oh, a couple little life updates. Um, I initially recorded the beginning of this segment on Earth Day, so I guess we'll start there. Um, Earth Day was pretty fun. I uh, went to the fraternity that I'm a sweetheart of and uh, played some cornhole with the guys and just hung out, tried to get somewhat of a tan because I am horridly pale and it's kind of a problem I hate it so I uh, did that hung out with my big from my sorority and then they decided to throw me into the river today or not today on earth day um which I was okay with because it was warm ish but like it was very out of the blue um so in Greek life, when you get pinned by your significant other, uh, at least at my school, you get thrown into the river because it's like, <clears throat> because of the symbolism of it, it's just kind of like a ha-ha, screw you type of thing. And also then it becomes a congratulations afterwards and it's great. Um, but it was fun. I was very terrified in the beginning. Uh, I don't do well being just like thrown into water I my anxiety doesn't do that shit um so like beforehand I was like setting up like okay I want this person and this person to throw me in no one else is throwing me in no one else is touching me and then last minute my sisters decided to switch it up on me and they're like haha yeah no no one else is throwing you and we're throwing you in and I'm just like mm mm okay that's how we're playing this today um, but yeah, that was, that was a time. It was cold. It's very cold. Um, so something else that happened and something else that I wanted to bring up, especially seeing as this is a mental health podcast, uh, I had to reach out to my professors at the end of the semester, um, to kind of explain why I was the way that I was this semester, because to be fair, I would have told them sooner had I realized it, but I hadn't realized it until, like, the week or two before I had emailed them, and genuinely at that point, I thought that I would have been better and wouldn't have had to email them. Um, but I think that a lot of people come to this point in their education where they have to, you know, reach out and say, hey, sorry, this isn't, you know, like me kind of just having an off time, uh, sorry, like, there's nothing else that I could say or do, it was just, like, I'm really sorry, like, this isn't me, this semester has been very trial and error on how to function and how to operate, um, not even the, the semester, the year, it was just a weird one, um, 
But before I go into the reason of why I was the way that I was, I wanted to talk a little bit more about reaching out to professors, uh, especially if you're at a smaller university or college that, like, they know you. If you email them or go in, they will actually know your face and will have noticed that you're gone. Um, And my suggestion is to definitely take them up on that. They care a lot more than you think that they do. You're kind of the future of their topic that they're interested in, so they have a lot more vested interest in you than you would initially believe, especially if, you know, they're a teacher that seems very disconnected and very, like, whatever, like, I'm just here to do this and go. Um, I think that I kind of have an advantage with that because the college that I'm at, the professors really, really care. Like, they take a very individualistic approach to their students, and it's phenomenal. I think I've mentioned on here before, but, like, there are professors that I haven't had since my freshman year that I'll still see them around campus, and they'll say hello, and they'll know my name, which I find kind of incredible that someone would have me for a semester in a class of, like, 30 people and still know me two years later. Maybe I made a good impression or maybe I made a bad enough impression for them to remember me for two years, but they remembered me, and I feel like they wouldn't say hi if it was for something bad, so that's where I'm at with life, Um, but for reaching out with professors, a lot of the times I try to keep in mind that, you know, one day I'm going to want recommendation letters, one day very soon, and... It's not going to help me or improve my chances of getting one if the professors don't know what's going on, if they just think that, you know, I'm lazy and I'm not coming in. That's not going to do anything for me. I'm going to go and ask them for a rec letter and they're going to laugh in my face or I'm going to ask them for an extension on a paper and they're going to laugh in my face because I haven't shown up. Um, A friend of mine had that happen this semester where it was like, there was pretty much no chance of passing the class and it was just they had to write it out because the teacher was like no sorry you're stuck I don't know what to tell you um one second I gotta grab some water okay so Moving on from reaching out to professors, uh, make sure you do it. It's very important. Um, They care about what you have to say and about what's going on in your life. Maybe not, like, thoroughly, but, you know, quick overview. Uh, So, moving on to the reason why I had to email them. And the reason that I had to email them was uh, that I took myself off of Lexapro last semester. And so this spring semester was the first one in, I think, like two or three semesters that I was functioning off of antidepressants, which was kind of a hot mess and a shit show because I didn't know. 
like obviously I already wasn't functioning wonderfully because I was on antidepressants and then I started functioning more horridly once I was on the antidepressants which is a really fun side effect that some of them have it's great um definitely recommend you know at least trying medication if like your uh symptoms are severe enough I'm not someone that's horridly against medication it just doesn't work on me I'm kind of low-key a little bit treatment resistant to antidepressants at least from the ones that I've had uh they haven't really worked so um yeah I would definitely recommend not just antidepressants the antidepressants are kind of the the really hit or miss ones the rest of them are are pretty good for treatment but I had to email the professors and tell them like hey you know this semester I've really been running trial and error trying to figure out is this how I live my life how do I get up in the morning how do I push myself to get out of bed in the morning and actually go across campus to class which is like a five minute walk and isn't bad it's just the whole sitting there for an hour while I'm feeling anxious just doesn't bode well so it's something to work on. I know that this summer I really need to work on coping mechanisms and finding coping mechanisms that definitely help because this summer I work every day at 8 a.m. And I have to show up. I cannot miss it unless I'm like genuinely sick, which I think that I'm getting genuinely sick. And I think that you'll be able to hear that in my voice when you listen over this. And I apologize. It's great. But yeah, I have to look for some coping skills. And I think that the hard part with me is that I've grown comfortable where I am with my mental disorder. And don't want to put forth the effort to get better. And I know that that's a problem within treatment is, you know... And I'm like, I acknowledge that there's a problem. I acknowledge that I want to get better. I just don't want to put forth the effort to get better because I don't know what's going to happen when I get better. And I'm kind of afraid for that. Um, I've never really known me as a very stable person. So, you know, I feel like it would just become this new personality and you know obviously I've changed over the years but I've stayed somewhat grounded in who I am and what I do so I'm kind of afraid to see what happens with that um another fun update Uh, I had the end of my semester finished everything turned it on my finals it was like a 3,000 word paper and um Oh, sorry. And I did a presentation on my experiment, and then I did a big long paper on my experiment, and then I had to take an exam, and I was done. Um, It sucked. I hate finals. It's awful. It just feels like everything is kind of hitting you all at once, and it's very stressful and very terrible, and I don't want to do this for the next, like, five to seven years of my life, but 
<clears throat> here we are. I love school, but the end of the semester always kills me. Every time. I always end the semester just, like, feeling jittery because I feel like I've forgotten something. But I kind of, like, really haven't. And it's, it's terrible. Um, but moving on from that, I ended the semester... Uh, stayed on campus for senior week and had a lot of fun with that and then I um, went to graduation where I got horribly burnt or sunburnt in the most awkward and worst ways possible so I was wearing these like canvas shoes and so the tops of my feet got burnt just the tops of my feet it's beautiful it hurts really bad um, my nose is burnt. It's peeling today, so that's exciting. And half, half of my forehead is burnt because I have, like, side bangs and they provided a uh, sort of sun protection during graduation that the rest of my forehead did not get. And so I'm waiting for that to go down right now so that I don't look like such an absolute idiot. It's wonderful. And the the terrible thing is, is that it's not just like, oh, it's red. It's like really red and really irritated because it was a really good burn. Like it was a good like three hours of me sitting between overcast and sun. So like I just baked for like three or four hours and it was beautiful absolutely beautiful um so yeah we had graduation Saturday and now I'm a senior and it's terrifying I got to move into my new apartment on campus oh sorry for the summer um I'm very excited it's pretty nice um for campus apartments, I guess. Uh, it works. It's cute. It'll function for, you know, three or four months. And my roommate decided to go home for this week. So I just kind of am getting acquainted with the space and trying to get everything organized and put together so that once work starts next week, we can just kind of already have everything down or at least I can and I can just go for it and it'll be great um yeah I think that that's about it for life updates right now about sums it up if I forget anything it'll probably be added in at the end um so yeah I think that on Instagram I'm going to be running those stories a little bit more often on, like, do you have a topic that you'd like me to talk about, anything like that, in the um, podcast, because I would like to make it a little bit more applicable to people. Um, I had one response when I posted it on my Instagram story, and um, so from now on, I'll post it probably once or twice a week probably once because I'm lazy and I'll forget to do it twice um and at any point if you want to message me or email me you're more than welcome to reach out and tell me what you'd like to hear about 
I'm sorry that I keep yawning. I woke up a little while ago, so I don't know why I'm still yawning. Um, it's because I'm talking so much, probably. It's great. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, please, please feel free to reach out and tell me what you want episodes to be about, because that's how we can get the actual, you know, legitimate podcast type episode where it's like an hour long as opposed to like a 30 minute audio because I ran out of things to say so yeah um in the next segment we will go into what the question that someone asked was and then we'll wrap it up with some uh, coping mechanisms and such so hope you guys are having a great time Um, I have to go try to stop my cat from trying to break my roommate's lamp. Okay, so the question that I got on the Instagram post was how to deal with being away from friends during the summer slash dealing with family over the summer. Um, so I know that Summer can be a little bit difficult for a lot of people. Um, It's always been a difficult time for me because during the school year I get so attached to where I am and attached to the people that I'm with that those people are my life. Like, I, I see them, you know, every day or however often you see them or talk to them and having that known kind of subconscious thought of I'm gonna see them again very soon is I think very positive for a lot of people and that's why being on college campuses can be really really positive but what sucks is you know every year you have to go home and you have to say goodbye to what you've now made your home and to the people that you spend most of your time with and it's kind of like almost hitting a reset button I guess like you know you're going home and everything is familiar but it's never usually the same like as you remembered um I'm sorry for the traffic on the road outside of my new apartment it's annoying and I'm probably gonna end up putting background music in the following episodes for the summer because I'm not dealing with this it's not a thing um so back to the topic at hand um I do think that being home can be very positive if you make it that way because you have more time to kind of settle yourself and work on yourself. There's not as many distractions. I know most people work, but work compared to, you know, being a full-time student is, it gives you a little bit more time and a little bit less stress. So I guess advice for being away from friends this summer is to still keep in contact with them and to still be proactive in each other's lives because you don't want to lose that connection. Um, try to visit or I just talk. Just talk. 
try to keep them caught up in your lives try to keep caught up in theirs don't let you know the distance ruin that communication for when you get back and while you're you know at home and doing all of this try to work on different things that you could use during the summer or during the semester try to figure out what routine works for you try to figure out what coping mechanisms work for you like you have a lot more stable time right now over the summer to see how your routine is going to go how you're going to feel in the morning when you get up you have a lot more time to play with it rather than being like oh it's the first week of classes I have to juggle this and this and this while also trying to get on my routine so I think that summer is really good for a trial and error basis I know this week I started my new job and have been horridly trial and erroring my routine every morning and every afternoon and so far I haven't quite cracked it yet but we're getting there we got some ideas in hand so um, it's kind of my advice for that aspect of it is to just try to keep yourself busy with yourself things that you like things that'll make you happy things that'll bring peace to your life because if you don't have that constant reinforcement of your support system it's really hard to keep that going on your own and a, the summer is a very very good place to start figuring out how you can do that and how you can manage doing that um so in regards to the other part of the question with being home with family um I know that not everyone's family life is peachy keen. I know that mine isn't always, but just make the best out of it while you have it. Because I'm sure that the majority of my listeners are in some point in their lives in college, and once you graduate, you have that opportunity to leave. Right now, you're kind of stuck. But at the same time, you'll value this time more spending time with them and trying to make the best out of the situation than looking back 10 years later and going, wow, I'm sad that, you know, I took this as being this miserable place. Like, it might seem like it at the time, and it may seem like the bad times... outweigh and overpower the good but it's because we look for the bad more than we do the good we like to think that we look for the good but most of us deep down are just looking for the next bad thing to happen and I think in a way that causes a self-fulfilling prophecy especially at home in that it just doesn't you know always it's not always cohesive because you're used to living on your own You're used to doing your own thing, you're used to having your own schedule, your own routine, your own space. Even if you share it with a roommate, like, they at least, I feel like, respect things a little bit more. Um, And kind of like that space and privacy. But at the same time, like, you and your parents are both in that situation where they're used to you being gone now. And it's 
probably just as weird for them to have you back as it is for you to be back and sometimes that can make it tense because you forget how it can be to live with someone like on that consistent basis especially now that you know you're growing into this kind of adult situation where you know you're going into your 20s and you're supposed to kind of have your shit together but you're also still living at home which really kind of I feel like creates an internal conflict and it's something that you just kind of have to deal with until you can get out and get onto your own and even when you do like you're still I don't know it's a weird situation I definitely don't like that I have to move consistently for college like love going to college I love that I chose to go to college but I hate that I have to uproot my life set up an entirely new space uproot my life a few months later for like a month go back reacclimate myself and then fully uproot my life and then have to reroute my life back home like it's it's very frustrating and I feel like that causes a lot of tension for a lot of people because you know it's a double-edged sword it's great um and again with that I would recommend what I said with the last where it's just you know work on what's gonna make you happy work on your routines work on what you want to do you can still kind of keep your own space and your own privacy and still kind of like be there and be involved but yeah and to the person that asked me this specifically everything's gonna be okay I know that it can get lonely sometimes and I know that people can be shit when it's your life and you want full control and it's not something that you can attain it's frustrating but on the bright side we talk every day and you're great and I'm really hoping that you find peace this summer with yourself and with the situations in your life. So yeah, that's all I got for this segment. Um, In the coming ones, I'm going to be talking a little bit about, I think, routines. It was maybe what I had in mind. I don't know. I have a little post-it note somewhere with stuff on it. uh, uh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, as another reminder, sorry for that little awkward lull, I just thought about this, um, anytime that anyone wants any sort of advice or any sort of topic on Hey There It's Live, feel free to message me on Instagram or, you know, do whatever, hit me up, and I have no problem with talking about whatever, it's, it's a good time. Um, yeah. Alright, so I was going to record another segment on to the end of this episode after the advice, 
But seeing as I started recording this episode early May, at the end of April, and it's almost mid-June, and I still haven't released it, um, I'm just gonna call it as is and just put it out. I'm sorry uh, to anyone that wanted more or is expecting more out of this episode. Um, promise that the next one will be a little bit more put together. Uh, it, it took a little bit for me to adjust to my um, new work schedule. I, over the most of my work career, my working life, uh, I worked in night jobs where, you know, you go in four or five, you leave nine or ten, cool, whatever. Uh, got a job this summer that's an actual, like, legitimate adult job internship thing and so I go in early and get out at a decent enough time like the first couple weeks I was working from eight to five which mentally I could not do and honestly a little advice for that is if you know you're put in the same situation as I am where like you're going to have mental breakdowns if you have to be to work by eight and you're gonna end up having to go home early anyways talk to your boss, be honest and open with them. Most places will be flexible with you as long as you still meet those hours and as long as you prove yourself to be a productive and efficient worker while you're there, you're usually fine. Um, But then the 8 to 5 got moved to 10 to 7, which was pretty lit. I really like that schedule because... You know, I still get to sleep in a little bit in the morning. I can get up at 8 or 8.30 now and have a productive morning, but then I'm also out at 7, so, like, I still have a night. You know, it's not, like, me coming home and being like, oh my god, I just want to go to bed, which is what happened when we had our third attempt at the schedule, which was noon to 9, which, like, initially we were like, hell yeah, this is going to be awesome because we get to sleep in, but... What we overlooked was that, yeah, coming in at noon is cool, however, you're waking up, like, I was waking up at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock to get up, get ready, you know, have a morning to myself and, like, do things, like, do yoga, which I did a couple days, most of the time I just listened to, um, I listened to music a lot. I was listening to The Smiths a lot this week, The Doors, uh, it bounced, it bounced between a lot of stuff, but mostly it was between The Smiths and The Doors. I was in a very Morrissey mood this week. Um, but yeah, we did 12 to 9, just fucking awful, absolutely trash, I hated it. It's like, you go in at noon as everyone's leaving for lunch, and you're like, oh, Okay, you go to lunch at like 2 or 3, come back, office feeds you at 6, which is pretty lit, but then you're still there until 9, and then you have to leave and go and like, I got approved or accepted to be a or crisis text line counselor, and... I was supposed to be doing training all week, but just getting out at night, I was so exhausted. Because I still had to get up. Oh, God, sorry. As you can tell, I'm still 
getting my life back together after this week. It just, I hit a wall. It was so bad. I can't. Don't like. We're going back to 10 to 7. It was only for, like, we only did the noon to 9 for, like, four days for, like, this, like, we need to do this project. But, like, oh, my God. I can't. I actually can't. But, yeah, that's how my life has been the last, I don't even know how many weeks I've been working here at this point. It's a lot. But, yeah, it's been my life. Um, very exhausting. Very, very exhausting. Um, yeah. So, hopefully, the next episode will be a little bit better, a little bit more meaty, uh, a little bit more to pick apart but for now this is where I'm leaving you so uh, yeah stay groovy listeners